After pitching, a monthly podcast about uh, pitchers where we invite creatives to come in and pitch on their take on whatever crazy ideas come into our head. Uh, today is a special. We we recently did our WonderCon panel, and we wanted to give you a to be a preview, possibly a preview or a post view of our wonderful WonderCon panel. Today we have Sandra Demas, hi, uh, <laughs> editor and host of the Story Geeks podcast. <laughs> Uh, Greg, co-writer of Junior Braves of the Apocalypse and the comic book Starlight. Greg Smith. Hello. Uh, Abed Gaith, writer Hello. on Rick and Morty and on the upcoming Oni comic book, Orcs in Space. And speaking of Orcs in Space and Junior Braves of the Apocalypse, we have my uh, frequent co-host and uh, uh, pitcher contributor, Michael Tanner. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Uh, it's a mini-sode, but we got a good one. Uh, today, we are going to pitch a spin-off. Take a favorite character from your favorite show and put just a, a whole story about them you know you could do yeah as fraser as uh lone gunman i'm trying to think what are some other good ones as like joey from friends <laughs> are you going to be a joey or are you going to be a fraser we'll find out today all those ones that came up happy days i think that wasn't that like uh uh happy days was a spinoff it was, or, uh, mork and mindy was a spinoff of happy days was Joni it joni and shirley Laverne and Shirley. Happy Days is technically a spinoff of Love American Style. It was based yeah. on a segment from oh, Love wow. American Style. The Rhoda, Maude, oh, Moving Time. On Up. Not Moving On Up. The Jefferson oh, was yeah, a spinoff. Yeah. Was. Uh, Good Times was a spinoff of Maude. It was? Yeah. Now that I did of not Maude? Mama's Family That's came from Carol Burnett's show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. That's weird. That's a, a comedy sketch that got spun off into its right. own show. My, one of my favorites. The 80s were wild. But hey, so we are trotting in some wonderful, uh, wonderful path. But anyways, now I want to hear about your pitch for a spinoff. Abed, would you like to start yes, us off? Yes, uh, I'm excited about mine because I am a massive twin favorite show of all time. And I was watching it recently and it this thing came up where Michael asked me to do it. And then I was like, why hasn't there been a spinoff from Twin Peaks? Come on. There's like so many characters that are great. So um, I thought, well, a good sort of vehicle would be like an anthology show called Tales from the Great Northern, where it's basically like different coming to different uh, rooms in the Great Northern Hotel and having a kind of surreal, uh, supernatural experience involving the Black Lodge. And so it's like the person's new to Two Peaks and you have a lot of familiar faces stop by. Of course, Ben and Jerry Horn are the main characters and which I love them. They're so funny. Audrey also makes a constant appearance because she's sort of taking over the hotel. So she's basically being groomed to become the Ben Horn. And uh, yeah, and so you would have every episode a different. Yes, I like that as an approach in anthology rather than trying to like create a new narrative in a show that's already I kind just of, like... miss self-contained episodic shows yeah. and I think that would And a hotel is like the perfect yeah. place for yeah. that. Yeah. And can you pitch us a sample episode? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I want to know more about the Great Northern. You know, I didn't really think of a separate episode, but I would say 
um, you have like an FBI agent who's like Cooper who basically comes to like there's like this other weird thing that happens investigating it so that he stays in- and if you remember Ooh. Twin Lore, Josie Packard was killed in his room and she went into the oh, she went into a uh, uh, wooden drawer handle, yeah the right? handle so mm-hmm. then that it comes where the guy's in that room and she comes out of the door handle and starts like visiting him with sleep he doesn't know if a dream or not but then he wakes up the next day and he starts to figure out like Josie's trying to tell him some, something is not like you know it wasn't left or it's left un- or uh, un- I don't know where it is the <laughs> some unresolved in the town he has to figure it out solve the crime man that's amazing that was just off the top yeah, of yeah well too, right? because I was like they didn't really wrap up the Josie Packard thing. Yeah. yeah well plus it's a great ghost story too oh yeah oh yeah but, and it's a handle which is like that weird David Lynch twist too yeah well David Lynch I would know. have to be a pretty cool yeah you could you could get milkshakes you could meditate this is great I know <laughs> what are the other if I can open up to the panel anyone else got some great ideas from great northern things you have the Twin Peaks backdrop I know some people can't see this on the podcast Greg so who, who's your uh i i would love to see uh a relative of the log lady Ooh, make an appearance that's a good idea yeah and 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 just be part of all like you know just popping in through different different segments and stuff like that because it just always always a fun always a fun moment it would have Never to be her son yeah. yeah and then he would also he'd carry the same log <laughs> inherit the log although the log she would lad. be buried with it i the log lad. Log lad is a good name. I love. Yeah. She was buried with the oh. log. He has the log. No one knows what that yeah. happened. Yeah, they they say that that could always be like. I thought she was buried with it. She was, and then they never was. they never address it. They never go into it. Maybe you hear his brain, like in his brain, you hear like sounds of shovel. Ooh, I, I like guess, that. but it's Twin Peaks. Like there's weird spacings going on. I think I think you know if the log wants to, the log the log goes where the whatever log the log goes. wants. The log. Yeah. The log is actually the central character. A lot of rings. Yeah, he's got lots of layers. He could, he could be our Rod Sterling thing. So he'll, he'll come out with the log. It's like, the log says that life is strange, but you have to take other paths. The log says good night. Okay. Excellent, excellent. We are off to a great start. I love it. And, uh, uh, well, I put Greg on the spot there. Sorry about that. But to make up for you, I'll let you go next. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I am choosing the TV show Superstore. And I am choosing, actually, I would like to see, because there's a multitude of different characters, a multitude of different characters there. Uh, but I think I think taking two characters and giving them a, a spinoff show together, uh, Marcus from the back room and Sandra, where where they have a YouTube channel uh, where it is Sandra explaining uh, all these different types of uh, mythical creatures and cryptids and other things like that. And her, and her ideas of these uh, things that she doesn't talk about at work, she keeps it in and then explains it and had, and then, and then takes questions from people and, and and has all these different things. And uh, um, I was thinking uh, that, that Marcus would have a uh, his whole bit would be that he just wants to he wants to be part of this with her, but he also wants to express his baking skills because he is a massive awesome baker. So uh, the two of them tackle cryptids cryptids and cooking together on their on their on their YouTube channel, and they they basically are are cooking through the cryptids i know you're saying tv show but this sounds like an amazing youtube channel (laughs) no 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 that that is that is what they it's a tv it's a tv uh, that's what i meant it's a it's a tv show based on their so it's like a youtube red um original series yes and it's presented like a normal youtube like 
What's vlog. YouTube Red? YouTube Red is what I don't. I think they kind of yes. sunsetted it. It's the, was their premium service. No, I, I'm joking. Uh, I know it's because it's gone. I was making. Yeah, it's gone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, they don't talk about it as me. Yeah. Now they want you to do the music for one month Again, free. <laughs> I do like. Do, do you remember like a couple years ago where a lot of shows like like Community and Crazy Ex Girlfriend would do things where they would have like a like a like a side character had a YouTube channel and then we'd occasionally just see their YouTube videos as like yeah, a good joke. Yeah, the community definitely did that. I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there was, oh God, the, the Leonard. Yeah, Leonard's yeah. Uh, Frozen. And then on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, it was ah. Karen Weird Office. I think her name was Karen. Uh, the office lady who reviewed like feminine hygiene products for our YouTube channel. I, I thought you were going somewhere else because community also had their own fake spinoff. They do like little tags where it was the uh, <laughs> Nicole Yvette Brown's character becomes a caretaker for a brilliant detective I think it was Nathan Fillion, and like they do little scenes from her spinoff, which was like a USA Blue Skies crime. Okay, I feel like I I do remember that. Can I point out that Leonard on his action like a bunch of like um, Jerry, uh, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis? Really? He was also in Stag- Stalag 7. <laughs> he had like a he uh, had a, a huge weird, career, career right? and he was on Cheers, oh, wow. an episode of Cheers. Like it's weird yeah. like you look him up on IMDb he's been in tons of stuff. But just, was he in The Little Rascals? Because that was a joke on the show. And I was like he might have been. He might have <laughs> been. I don't, I, I don't remember that joke but um, that's that could be true. It could be it true. Was like, it was like what are we The Little Rascals? And Leonard's like I I was. <laughs> That's a good... uh, wow. I got to look that up now. Yeah, because it's, it's even funnier if it's true. It's got to be. I hope. Yeah. Don't look it up. Let's just, just let's live in this fantasy space where that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. Cool. I'm loving the Twin Peaks. I'm loving the Superstore. Michael, tell me your spin. Okay. I'm going to go. I guess this is this might be a little bit more obscure because it's a show that's been off the air for a couple of years. It was never that popular. So I'm I'm pitching a spinoff for the show Last Man on Earth. If everyone remembers that show with Will Forte, oh, yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Christian Shaw. Will Forte. Okay, wow. so to catch people up who huh. didn't see that show, show where there's a massive virus. A global pandemic that kills most so of the population. Um, in fact, leaving only a few people left. One of them is Will Forte, who uh, <laughs> lives alone in Tucson, Arizona for several years and goes a little crazy. And then he meets Chris Shaw and then more and more people until they build like a kind of small family unit. There's like, I think, seven of them. And they all, they meet other people, kill other people. People come and go and die. There's lots of like people dying on the show. Um, uh, but at one point, they meet a little a boy like an 11 year old boy um, who they name Jasper uh, because he doesn't really talk that much and he never tells them his they call him Jasper Um, and and it was one of the shows where they introduced the kid character and then didn't really know what to do with him so they made it so that he was kind of a loner anyway um, and would go off on his own and at one point he they just let him leave and one of the characters um, I can't remember the name of the actress but uh, Betty Draper from Mad Men um, January Jones January Jones who is great on that show she's like I think people really thought she was not a good actress after the X-Men movies Uh, but she is hilarious uh, Last Man on Earth she's the only one of the characters who kind of bonded with him but she like lets him go live on his own toward the end of the series they decide once they start to run out of supplies because they live in Malibu for a while then they they move different places and they end up uh, somewhere in Mexico Uh, they start to run out of supply they decide okay let's move to Cancun so they all like pack up their stuff and they're going to move to Cancun Um, and they they make a point of saying we left a note for Jasper and I think they said we left a self-driving car and a note for Jasper to tell him like that we're in Cancun and directions on how to get there Um, and 
and then they they're traveling and responsible responsible thing like you know they they, they're leaving the kid they're telling him how to get there so in like the final two episodes they they find a place like this beautiful orchard orange trees avocado trees goats and they decide like will forte's character who has matured to the point where he's like wherever we go if we go to cancun all we're gonna find is beaches full of dead bodies we're gonna just be living on junk food if we stay here on this farm we can actually live like we live a good life um and he convinces all of them to stay um and then the the show actually ended on on a cliffhanger um where they decide to settle down uh on this farm and then they're surrounded by like literally dozens of people uh, and it's all very threatening and that's how the series ends they never address that they decided to not go to cancun and they also did not tell jasper so as far as my spinoff <laughs> is jasper the 11 year old boy gets in the self-driving car and goes to cancun and doesn't find anyone so it's kind of a re- it's as a reboot of the series basically where it's but now it's like a 12 year old boy in in Cancun just by himself trying to survive um and so it'd be kind of like a I guess a young adult version of last man on earth so like last boy on earth um and he'd he'd run into like other kids like that would be kind of the the reboot is like it's it's basically the same series except now they're all like kids who survive with all kind of found each other it's like Goonies meets last man on earth yeah yeah well it's kid nation kid nation without the lawsuits um, yeah. So yeah. So that's my that's my spinoff of the Last Man on Earth, mm-hmm. the Last Boy on Earth, featuring Jasper. That's a clever idea. I love. I that love idea. that show. So that's a. Re- I want. I want to see that. I like. It's one of those things where I'm like, God, they should at least have done a YouTube like video or like yeah. a YouTube series of just a couple God. episodes because it is such. And that gang- kid is great. Like that kid actor was so was hilarious. hilarious. And it's just like it's was such a glaring omission at the end of it the, because they didn't know it was the season or the series finale. They all they kind of expected like the show would never get renewed each season so they kind of was like whoa we li- end on a cliffhanger who cares maybe we'll get to resolve it um, but this one is such a cliffhanger and they do not address jasper in the final episode i was just like that would be a great spinoff let's see what jasper's up to. love it cool excellent excellent okay sandra finish well, off what is your dream spinoff michael's is my favorite so. <laughs> thank you <laughs> my mine is like you know a little bit of a, a darker uh take so um, I'm going to be pulling from the mini series, The Shining. I love it. I love Just that version. It has to I love that version. That was on TV. I right? had the actor sign my DD. Um, (laughs) yes I had him sign my DVD of the series yeah so that is um, what I'm pulling from but I want to see Dick Halloran back I want to see everything that we hear in the novel or read in the novel um, all of his experiences growing up and a lot of trauma there Um, you know his his grandmother teaching him basically what we see in Dr. Sleep um, what uh, Danny ends up doing is being able to lock these these ghosts in in these boxes. So he learns that from Halloran. So getting to to hear how Halloran learned that from his grandmother, um, seeing how he's using his shine to um, interact with these ghosts, not only at the Overlook but also in in other um, areas that happen, like in other other book from uh, Stephen King. Is Halloran is Halloran the groundskeeper? He's the chef. The Scatman yep. Brothers. He's the one. He's the one that teaches okay. the kid. Yeah, yeah. And um, he he's such a great character, not only in the in the miniseries but in the film as well. Um, 
And I know like Stephen King didn't really care for the, like to put it mildly, didn't really care for the Kubrick version, but ultimately the aesthetic um, was powerful enough to have it um, be seen in Dr. Sleep. And so I would just love to, to learn more about Halloran, to learn, like get um, flashbacks to his childhood, interactions with his, his grandmother, um, some of the backstory of the trauma in his life, um, how he managed to interact with these ghosts and do it in, in a way that didn't destroy him and didn't have him kind of succumb to some of the, the demons that, um, that Danny did and that his dad did, you know, so just seeing that, like, I would love to see that character um, at a deeper level. That would be great. I played Halloran <laughs> in the I don't remember. Um, I, I love her idea. Yeah. I, I, it, I'm like it. such a big fan of that miniseries. Well, yeah. It, it's Melvin Van Peoples. Oh, oh that's okay. uh, Mario Van Peoples' father, oh, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Sweet, Sweetback's badass song. Yeah. He was one of the um, the most, I guess, acclaimed aspects of that miniseries, you know, because it wasn't too um, well-received, I guess. But um, but I also loved... Um, it's like it's like five hours long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but Stephen King, you know, we all suffer through the Langoliers. And I love Langoliers. Huge fan. <laughs> Stephen King. <laughs> I, I like the TV movie of Langoliers. Yeah. I love King, but I know, like, in Tommy that time, like the 80s, 90s, and anything that... Yeah, anything that King had his hands in or on, um, you know, it's not necessarily for everybody, especially from yeah. from that time. I think what we see now of King's um, adaptations, people appreciate yeah. more. But what we saw back in in that time wasn't it was more niche, you know, and it was it was more for the people like me and my brother and my my stepdad and I guess some of you guys um, more for our taste and not for kind of general consumption. And so. Um, I think it'd be great, though, to see to see that char- character because we see him in not only um, in Dr. Sleep. Um, well, and of course, we know that he survives as opposed to what we see in the film. Um, so we know that he survives um, and um, he has a backstory and he appears in other books as well. So I think it'd be great to kind of pull um, that rich history and, and show a new generation of like how deep the characters are nice that's what i want to see <laughs> uh, i'm i'm sorry i'm debating whether x on all i'm wondering whether to invoke host privilege because uh, uh it's just sort of off the cuff but i've been uh binging a lot of brooklyn 99 and i would oh. love adrian pimento as a cia spy in central america because of course no one would believe he's a spy because he's absent and plus it's just craig manzucas and crazy you know and i was probably inspired by the cancun last man on earth you know it's the get him in some like <laughs> weird uh banana republic or you know messing around with them drugs so that's me adrian pimento versus the drug card nice are there any spin-offs coming up that have been announced trying to think of any shows that actually have like shows that are spinning spin-offs are are a dead art aren't they like there's not a lot of them anymore yeah at least in the comedy right like in dramas i feel like they 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 beat a dead horse uh, like that's why we're getting blackish for we got oh, yeah. fish, no oh yeah yeah all the, they tried with the office to do the farm but that didn't take off for some reason which is weird mm-hmm. that's a bad idea i think i don't know i love mose but if mose became yeah. a big star we might never have gotten the good place because mose is played by good place yep. creator michael sure yeah i don't know if anything is yeah. to the good place and i think yeah i think mose needs to stay as obscure as he is like if we start to know more about him i don't know he'll lose a little bit of the 
um, the mystery, I think. Because I've thought yeah, about like, that too. Someone agreed with you because they did not make the show. It just doesn't <laughs> work. Right. Because D- Dwight doesn't work as lead. It's like your your lead needs to be... He needs a Tim. Yeah. Like there's got to be like a baseline normal and they didn't, they, Dwight can't yeah. be that guy in that mm-hmm. world. So it just like the, the premise was, was fraud. The premise. You had like a Kramer spinoff that wouldn't work. Yeah. Because you would need Jerry there yeah. to kind of normal. The wacky neighbor doesn't work. I guess that's true. As I'm trying to think if we ever had a wacky neighbor spinoff that didn't work, the Ropers didn't. Yeah. I love the Ropers. I mean, it might be great, but I'm just saying it did not set the world on fire. Yeah. America didn't like it or didn't accept it, but I mean, it's so funny. I, I love. I mean, you do get like Mary Tyler Moore gets Rhoda gets yeah. uh, Cloris Leachman's character too. So she had like two her two best friends yeah. spun off into but two shows. Um, but they also the were Pains had just the ten of us. Oh, I I love just the ten of us. And I met a writer on that show, and I told him how much I loved it, and he just looked at me and said, "You have no taste." <laughs> Touched a nerve, pal. You opened a wound. That, that, that's what happened there. It was, it was well, yeah, the, very the, the, hard. Well, they, they did do a, um, didn't they do a spinoff? And someone mentioned it earlier with Joey from Friends. Didn't he have a show? Yeah. And it yep. was. He had two seasons. Yeah, just not. Because Joey doesn't work as the lead. Mm-hmm. Same thing. You can't, you can't carry a yeah. show. I mean, I think. I wonder, well, from the, from the office, as we were talking about the office, I was thinking about that and I'm like, who, who would be able to carry a show? And I wonder if um stanley but florida stanley oh, yeah. would be able to hold a show because he's a totally yeah, yeah, guy. He did that kickstarter of the guy who's just like stanley who moves to florida <laughs> yeah. you- that was just a brilliant way to move merchandise he's like we're not gonna make the show but i'll make the merchandise everyone gets for ben kickstarter <laughs> he's not making the show no he, he even admitted like it was the the show was never really gonna happen it was just a way um, for him to sell merch to like do raise money to make merch i mean as sad merch. as that makes me that's a very stanley yeah well i don't know hopefully we're putting we're putting what is it spin out vibes in the universe we will get more uh more spinoffs you know you could do andy at yeah. cornell because andy at that point was back to being a straight man because they made him like they didn't know what to do with the andy character like after they made him the boss um that's why he's like sometimes he's michael and sometimes he's just like even yeah. more of an awful person mm-hmm. um but like he had by the, the the finale he had mellowed out and he had gotten his dream job at cornell um and had been and he got married and uh, so he had become like a stable main character you could build could a you- show around like he could still have his normal quirk but like he he could be straight the straight man enough that the rest of his recruitment office at Cornell could be the one. I wonder if you could do a Jim and Pam domestic comedy because it seemed you know they seem like a they're a funny couple you you know you got the, the funny guy because the- then because then you could bring Daryl along and they're he's oh my in a god different, well yeah it becomes more of a a corporate <laughs> comedy because it's you know he's working with sports stars and it's you know it's a different level of business. Uh, I I um I wrote a segment for Interdimensional Cable One about. <laughs> dead cat lady yes it was like weekend at bernie and all the cats were like holding up the old lady and moving her around and that was originally uh an idea that i pitched a cartoon it's like i pitched i pitched it as, a, as its own thing and like nobody wanted it so that's then crazy I, just threw it into I have a friend who did the dead cats have to animate the dead cat lady 
to solve the dead cat lady's murder. It was a murder mystery solved by the cat. Wait, was it inspired by that sketch? No, this was years before. Okay, okay. Yeah, like I I tried to, I just tried to do it just about those cats. Like them like having to constantly pretend this lady's alive. Yeah, and the joke being she's getting more and more decomposed. She's getting more and more gross, yeah. Nobody got it. They all thought it was, they're like, what? I don't understand why the cats, nobody got it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm glad they got enough to put it on because, yeah, it was hilarious. (laughs) I think because it works for like two minutes, then it's over. Well, I mean, the joke of it is how little sense it makes. Right. But yeah, great, great segment. So yeah, actually, spinoffs. Let's bring them back. Uh, and uh, speaking of, uh, we should have a what is it? A WonderCon panel at some point. Uh, but anyways, let's let's wrap up this mini episode. Uh, tell us where we can find you, uh, Sandra. We ended on you, so let, let's let you go first. To find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Sandra D. And you can find the Story Geeks at thestorygeeks.org. And you can also find us on YouTube where we have a weekly live show. Wait, Sandra D, that's that's a Grease ref. It, it Well, but it's also my name, so. Well, yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm not a cute Your parents girl, named you after the character yeah. from Grease? Were they really big yeah. fans? Wait, it's me. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm not be accusing you of stealing like Dr. Channing's identity or anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have had a longer handle, like, look at me. It's Sandra D, but you know, too many characters. Yeah, you know, make it make it an Easter egg for the fan, for the for the real group. <laughs> Michael, how about you? You can find me on my website, buymultaner.com, where you can get updates about all my projects. Uh, one of those projects coming up in July is a new series from press called Orc Space, which I'm co-writing with Abed and his brother. I've heard of it. And Justin Roiland. I've heard of him. All right, excellent. Well, Abed, how about you? Where can we... uh, sorry, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Abed D.A. And I'm also writing that comic, Michael, my brother, Justin, the wonderful artist, Francois Vingel. Is that his No idea. It's French. French. Uh, Francois, you're great. We love he you is that. kicking ass. And uh, that is coming out. Uh, it's coming out J- July 7th. You probably order it in April. Cool. Greg, how about you? Uh, you can find me at that amazing twit on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find me at Junior Braves sixty five, uh, posting up with Michael Tanner about Junior Braves of uh, the apocalypse uh, information and other things. I, uh, yeah, sometimes you can hear me on Nurse in the Crypt. Yeah. Any any Starlight? Oh, uh, Starlight. We are uh, we are actually about ready to ship number issue number two for Starlight, uh, and right. we are gearing up shortly for. Our our Kickstarter for issue number three. So follow us at starlightcomic.com uh, and get all the information for our new and upcoming Kickstarter for that issue number three. Cool. And I am Andy Nordvall. You can find me at andynordvall.com. Um, yeah, look it up on Google. It's findable. Uh, I do the webcomic. I do the uh, I did the illustrated fantasy novel Siren Song. At some point this year, I will be in a Kickstarter comic anthology called Producing the End by Soda and Telepath. I'll give you more information as I have it. And that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Check out our other podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all your podcast apps. And while you're online, check out our website, thegrandgeekgathering.com, all one word, for articles, shows, and more. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram page. I think we got a Discord, too. Our outdoor music is, as always, by Carlisle Laurent. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And... Bird, bird, bird after picture